0: Welcome to Signal Boost, this is Jess McIntosh, I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell, and uh, we are saying goodbye to Governor Andrew Cuomo, (laughs) and joining us today to help us do that is the one and only Maya Wiley. Maya, thank you so much for being here today. Have you gotten all of the rest that you need after your incredible run for New York City mayor? (laughs)
1: I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. Wonderful to be with you both. And uh, I'm working on spending time with my family, but also on, you know, fighting still to make sure that people who are homeless in New York city are not continued to be transferred to congregate shelters with the rise of COVID. I mean, the Mm -hmm. work continues. We are not, we are not in a place
2: where we can afford to be complacent. No, I mean that is a feels like an understatement even because of what just happened yesterday and we were talking earlier about (laughs) Just This this whole story has so many lessons in it, right? We have we have an important lesson about um, sexual harassment the pervasiveness of sexual harassment um, how that behavior is tolerated and emboldened even in some instances And, you know, how people enable abusive behavior um, and retaliate. So that's one piece of it. But then there's this other piece of it, um, which I think is related to your point about just the work continuing, which is that while whoever is in charge, usually a man, is being abusive, they're usually not doing a good job. They're not doing a good job at the (laughs) governing part. And Jess has made this point as well. Can you just talk about that as we start this conversation about Andrew Cuomo? Because I feel like, you know, a year ago, we were like, he's doing a great job on COVID. Mm -hmm. And I just think that we have to maybe take a second look.
1: So um, we know that a second look is actually being taken Mm -hmm. uh, in a federal investigation against the way Andrew Cuomo and his administration handled nursing home data. And I think this is the connection between your points, Arlena, because I think it's true. It's that sexual harassment is not only about uh, uh, about bad governance. It's a it's abuse of power fundamentally, and it mm. is not common, in my view, for <laughs> people who are uh, sexually abused other people, and I do say other people intentionally, because we got to stop pretending like it's, own, it's it's a huge number of women, about 80% say they've been sexually harassed at some point in their career and in their lives, um, but it, it, it also people get sexually harassed across the, the gamut. But it's an abuse of power. This The allegations against Andrew Cuomo are consistently about abuses of power and sexual harassment and sexual violence in general is fundamentally about power. So people are unwilling willing to use their power for the public benefit and for the good of people in the context of sexual harassment that usually translates outside of issues of sexual conduct as well. And so it's not it, it, you're absolutely right. And the very fact that and there's a second investigation, it's not just the feds, it's also the attorney general, because um, it appears. That he used our public resources rather than on governing on getting his book deal uh, mm, the take the yeah. victory lap he was taking because uh, he was cooking the books on the nursing home data? If all that, but, but all the indications look like that all happened. The question is how serious, uh, how involved, how many people. But that is abuse of power and that is bad governance and it's bad for democracy.
0: How surprised were you? That he actually announced his resignation yesterday because starting starting that whole press conference by sending your personal attorney out to sit in front of the, the seal of the state with all the trappings of the governor's office to further attack the victims. It didn't it didn't feel like it was winding up to a resignation announcement for me. So I, I, what was your sense watching this all play out yesterday? Were you surprised by what he did? Well, I'm not surprised that he had to resign. Right,
1: he had no friends left, and that's really saying something when you've been the state bully and you bully people into either um, working hard to avoid fighting with you, or who pay a price when they fight with you, right? Even if what they're fighting for is their is the people of, of New York. Uh, but I, and unfortunately, I could not be surprised, even though it was outrageous about the way he resigned. Because throughout this entire process, he has refused to acknowledge that his unwanted sexual advances on women who, were, uh, who had to be supervised by him uh, or whom he had a tremendous amount of power over in multiple ways were feeling sexually harassed by his unwelcome advances. That's what sexual harassment is. He sat there not only with the way his lawyer has been quote unquote defending him but in his own effort to both not just reclaim a legacy for himself but actually argue that there was no sexual harassment which is which is I'm not saying anybody who's facing litigation which he surely will face <laughs> including possible <laughs> criminal charges can get up there and admit uh, that they both violated people's civil rights and possibly committed a crime, but you certainly expect more grace and contrition in some respect. And rather than that, we got people don't care about facts, and you know these women just didn't understand. And mm-hmm. I just lo- like to, I just like to kiss them on everybody, you know, and and then argue that the state trooper, which is one of the claims that really mm-hmm. shocked his supporters right uh and again another abuse of power because he used the power of his office to hand pick a woman according to her um testimony to investigators in order even though she didn't have the requisite number of years on the force for the job so that he could touch on her without her consent now that's actually using the power of the office in order to sexually harass somebody that but but what he said about that He actually had the nerve to argue that it was because he cared so much about diversity. (laughs) That he we just needed more women state troopers. I'm like, so you didn't have any women state troopers who had three years of experience on the job? Mm. You had no way as a governor of saying that you needed to see a representative detail? Because I'm going to tell you, I did watch... I, uh to, to Mayor Bill de Blasio's credit, I heard him and watched him demand more people of color and more women on his detail. Uh, he didn't do it by going out and handpicking them. <laughs> so I, I, I just want to say, like, that was the most disgusting truly display was. of arrogance and disregard for other human beings and for the power of the office. And it made very clear what he has always made clear, that it's about Andrew Cuomo.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's such a good point about abuse of power and using the power of the office to abuse, because I think that that's a point we don't really fundamentally understand as much as we should, that when you put people who have these um, tendencies in power, (laughs) they're not, I mean, it's not like they're just going to yell at people because they can. They're going to do even worse using the levers of power. Um, and I think that that's something that we need to I don't know get a more intimate understanding of because it seems to me that there mo- There is more than one person in power behaving in this manner uh, we, we should get to work and be able to identify it one other question. I had as well is you know What are the what are the policies that need to be in place? so that these folks who have experienced this in the workplace have more options it doesn't seem to me i know this is the governor but it also feels like these women had no recourse whatsoever you know this is the issue about
1: power and the power of public office because remember we've strengthened the sexual harassment laws on the books in new york state in fact it was one of the things that andrew cuomo took a victory lap on and took a victory lap on it um, at a time when he was engaging in sexual harassment and the issue was women not feeling vulnerable if they came forward and this is the problem with retaliation right this is what happened to Lindsay Boylan she came forward uh, and then there was an organized effort to uh, kill her reputation um, and that's what power does. It uses the, it, the power that it has, the power of connection, the power of money, the power of office, in this case, as well as all those other things to say, you talk, you get destroyed. And the only way I mean, so the laws are incredibly important and their enforcement are multiple mechanisms to do it. But the, the, but we also have to recognize that all a, a, and this was true as I called for Cuomo's resignation back in March, mm-hmm. uh, as we talk about other powerful uh, people, men in, in office who have in the past or currently abused that power, that there are a tremendously large number of women who come forward and say that it's the wrong thing to ask for. And that's devastating because unless we finally come to grips with the prevalence of sexual violence, because it's also sexual violence, right? Sexual violence and sexual harassment, not just your feelings got hurt one day. Mm -hmm. We have a woman who was groped, but actually multiple women, one whose breast was broke. This is not okay, but we have to stop having this conversation of, well, Trump didn't get into trouble. Why (laughs) did Cuomo or... Right. What I mean, the number of, we have to stop doing that. We have to recognize it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican and or independent or, uh, or apolitical. If you engage in improper conduct, we have to be willing to call it out. We have to say enough, because if we're not starting to stand up literally with one another to say, look, it's prevalent, it's deep. It is not enough just to say there's law in the books. We also have to be willing to look at them. We're doing this. We have this problem on voting rights. We we have this problem on all kinds of civil rights issues. And it's just time that we actually start to shift how we see each other, how we support each other, and whether or not we're willing to acknowledge that there are people on this planet, in this country, in this state, in this city, who will in fact use their power, not for the people, but for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that that power includes sexual harassment, and sexual violence all the time and constantly, private sector, public sector. And women, women, and this is why we celebrate the survivors because it takes incredible courage to come forward. And mm-hmm. what you do when you come forward, it's like being any whistleblower. When you're talking about a person of power is the powers that be will come for you, which is why it matters if the rest of us stand up or don't. So we just have to stand up when people stand up and say something happened to me and it wasn't right.
0: And now that we know more about that initial concerted, organized campaign to discredit Lindsay Boylan, who was the first woman to come forward publicly it's it's hard not to imagine how this all would have unfolded if all of the names that we are now seeing as oh she drafted a letter oh he looked at a letter oh he passed the letter to other people to sign discrediting Lindsey Boylan like if all of those people had just said no like no I'm not going to engage in that this might have ended much much sooner like other people were in a position to check Andrew Cuomo and they didn't.
1: yeah look you are correct about the importance of everyone including those who are in positions uh, to to make the right call in those moments yeah and i and but this is the point about power right Mm -hmm. It, it is it is it is extremely important that we remember why elections matter and why principles matter, uh, and why we have to draw a line at, on principle and not just say, but he's good on this, or I like him on that. Um, because anyone who uh, has pr- problems with principles, <laughs> uh, or who, or, but not necessarily always living up, and I think this was the complexity of Cuomo for the public. So many people said, but he stood up for sexual harassment laws and strengthening them. Uh, and it, that that is that is also not enough. And let's talk about what he didn't do, because, you know, and I'll, Andrew Hevesy, Assemblymember from Queens, has been so consistently hardworking on addressing both childhood traumas uh, and addressing homelessness as a trauma for people. Right. And. Um, and getting folks out of shelters and into homes. He's been fighting this for a long time. And he actually stood up and called Cuomo out back in 2019, 2018 around Cuomo's refusal to to support legislative steps to get people out of homeless shelters and into homes. And one of the one of the issues was where he was getting donations from. Uh, and a sister being on board of a congregate shelter. This is something that we had an assembly member raise. The blowback from any of, and this is why I want to link all these things, because we tend to think about what happens to women is in some kind of vacuum, and then it becomes easy to ignore whether we're important, is these things are all connected. They are about principle. They're about what public service is, and whether you stand for the principles of public service. And I think we all have to demand more from our politics, more from our politicians, and say it's not enough to point to one or two good things you did or to be able to give a good speech if you're not standing up for the principles and for the people. And and I think we have seen with with Governor Cuomo, frankly, for a long time, it's like this public secret that he has not always been good for people, <laughs> Um, in in ways that also pointed to and indicated potentially some self-interest and not enough people. But there were people raising these alarm bells and they weren't getting enough attention. The Moreland Commission, the Anti-Corruption Commission, he impaneled and then disempaneled because they weren't doing what they were told by his staff to say and do. What does that tell us? That was That's public record. We've known it for a long time. We should not be surprised. That abuse of power takes multiple forms.
0: No, no, that is such an important point. And and in the in the final minute that we that we have with you, we have or we will have in 14 days the first woman governor of New York State. It's not the way I think any of us would have script written it. but. What does that mean to you? Does it mean d- d- just reflect on on that moment? You know, trying to run for the first female mayor of New York City, we are, we we elected another guy, yet one more dude in the whole line of dudes. We've also never had a woman governor, and now in two weeks we're going to have Governor Kathy Hochul. So, what does that? What does this moment mean to you? Well,
1: look, the the moment is an incredibly important one for recognition that we've never had it. Yeah. The issue with leadership is and always must be, do we get what we need from the leader? And that includes from women. And so this is Kathy Hochul's opportunity to step out of Governor Cuomo's shadow and show whether and how she will be different. Um, There's already an allegation of potential conflict of interest raised with her husband, who works for one of the biggest gaming companies in the state. And mm-hmm. how that conflict of interest came. This is this. So my hope is that she will demonstrate how to lead this state differently and at a much higher level of principle and of and of building public trust and confidence. Uh, and and at the same time, I think what is critically important to remember is it's whether we're electing women. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. whether we're voting for them, <laughs> it's whether <laughs> we're actually putting. Our, our, our pen to that ballot paper, uh, and filling in that bubble saying, "Women actually are able to be strong, powerful, principled leaders, and that's who we should be voting for."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's about it right there. Maya Wiley, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. It was yours was exactly the voice I wanted to hear today.
1: <laughs> well, yes, I me to with you, Jess and Zerlina, always take
2: good care. Thank and you be so welcome. much.
0: You too. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast.
2: Thanks for listening.